Kirill Kaprizov returned, but Jewel Eriksson Ek is now injured. Brock Faber, Marco Rossi, they are all here. What do we make of all of this roster turnover? We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes all week long. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us to recap a ton of news from the weekend. We take a look at how the Wild did over the last couple of games. Brock Faber, Marco Rossi, Jewel Erickson at Kirill Kaprizov will cover it all on today's episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. As mentioned, we're joined by Alex McLeddy. It is a victory McLeddy Monday after the Wilds took care of Jordan Bennington and the St. Louis Blues on Saturday night. Uh, before that, though, a loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Alex, a ton of news to discuss here on today's show, but uh, let's get to the super, super good news. Kirill Kaprizov is back, and we had a chance as well to see Gustav Nyquist in his debut over the weekend. And by all accounts, those two guys, two thumbs way up. Yeah, I was so excited for uh, Nyquist to make his debut. Uh, you know, just another, you know, another guy to add to the, um, you know, scoring attack. And he looked phenomenal. I mean, the. <laughs> Just the the passes he was he was making, you know, he's just gonna be a big boost on the power play too. So yeah, I was very very excited for for his debut, and I'm glad it glad it went well. Two shorthanded goals in a 20 second span, a power play goal, more Jordan Bennington frustration, but obviously the big story coming out of Saturday's game, Jewel Eriksson trying to block a shot, he ends up having to be helped out of the game, and now is officially week to week. And so right at the time when the Wild get Kirill Kaprizov back and it looks like, hey, we're going to be at full strength, not so fast. Yeah, it's uh, this team has faced so much adversity. It's an it's incredible that they're still in the race for the you know first place in the central. You know, who would have ever thought? You know, and so they just keep rolling with the punches uh, and you know trying to fit guys into the lineup, calling guys up from Iowa and and getting guys back from long long term injuries. You just you just can't make it up, and uh, you have to give a lot of credit to Dean Evison and the coaching staff for, for making it work and, and, and plugging guys in roles that maybe they never thought they would be in, but uh, you know, it's, they're giving an opportunity to play in the NHL and, you know, some of these guys are running, run, running with it. So yeah, all, all the credit uh, there to those guys too. Yeah, most definitely. It's, 
it's tricky to have to try to navigate all of this. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later about uh, how all of these pieces fit together. Just want to kind of run you through all of the uh, all the big headlines um, to get you going. And, of course, that's just the tip of the iceberg as uh, the Gophers, unfortunately, losing in the national title game to Quinnipiac in very Minnesota sports fashion. Uh, but as soon as that was done, then you have the news that Brock Faber has signed his entry-level contract and is with the team accompanying them to Chicago. So a, uh, a rough end to the collegiate career for Brock Faber, but uh, looks like his NHL career is going to get started here very quickly. Yeah, it was it was quite the turnaround to you know get home at three thirty in the morning and then sign you know a contract you know a couple hours later and then was on the uh, we saw the photo released by the Wild and he was one of the first guys on the plane to Chicago so it's it's a whirlwind uh, I, I couldn't even imagine uh, you know picking up your life and uh, you know and then you know you know, and then going to, uh, you know, the professional team after your college uh, career ends. Well, um, you know, he, he ended it himself, but, or, you know, by signing his, uh, his contract, but, uh, yeah, every, every wild fan should be excited for this guy. You know, he, he is, um, the eventual replacement for Matt Dumba if, uh, the wild do not resign Matt Dumba. And so it would be nice to, you know, if if they can't secure first place um, in the central to see him get a game, it looks like uh, he might get the the game against the Jets, um, uh, as reported by Michael Russo. So we'll see if that comes to fruition or not. But uh, yeah, it's exciting time for him, and just to get him acclimated with the team uh, too. Even if he doesn't play, you know he'll be around all of his uh, you know future teammates, and so yeah, it's very very exciting time. And then to cap all that off, Marco Rossi and Nick Patan will be joining the team in Chicago. Um, and again, we'll talk a, a, in a little bit about fits, lines, and such. But uh, just going through all of the big headlines over the weekend, uh, Rossi and Patan joining the team. But it sounds like this was kind of the plan all along. Obviously not the Jewel Erickson Act injury, but uh, to have Kirill and Nyquist both play on Saturday – but then not playing both games of the back-to-back. And so some extra bodies to help with, uh, with the front end of that, uh, that back-to-back against the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, and uh, like like we were talking about with Faber, um, you know, he might uh, might get in if uh, if the central um, division is already kind of locked up on on who's going to play each other, and it would be nice to you know maybe get Matt Boldy a rest, you know, so you could you know, you could play a Nick Patan, <laughs> you know, that's what guys I'm kind of thinking, uh, yeah, that they could you know go in for same thing with the. Uh, um, you know, for, you know, maybe rest, you know, Jonas Burdeen, because we, as we saw, you know, in, in the past, uh, you know, especially, um, you know, with all these, you know, with all these injuries that are occurring, you don't want another top six guy to go down or, uh, you know, top deep pairing guy to, to go down either. So yeah, just, uh, extra bodies is nice to have this time of the year for sure. Yeah. And with Eric Sinek, potentially missing at least the start of a postseason series, you got to make sure that you have all of those top defensive options available because if you lose one of those guys too, 
the toast goes from like a four on the toaster to more of like an eight or a nine in terms of being burnt. So right, yeah, it's just it's war of attrition in the playoffs too, <laughs> as we've seen in in previous uh, playoffs. It's uh, who's the healthiest at the end, uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you just have to hold things together, and it, you know it's a roller coaster as we saw last year with with the goalies splitting games, and so. And we might have that again, you know, this uh, this playoff. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a fascinating uh, first round for sure. A frantic run to the finish and uh, a lot to discuss. We'll look at the final few games of the season as uh, we got the final three on the slate for the regular season. We'll look at those. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the lineup looks with players out, players in, and so we'll, uh, we'll take a look at the line combinations and who should play where as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after a word from our sponsor, which is the official sports betting partner of Locked on. That is FanDuel Sportsbook. It's baseball season. That means grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, New customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. And if you have been following the Minnesota Twins so far this season, you know they've been a pretty good bet to keep runs low and to score a ton themselves. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Wild. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get the full load on in the final week of the regular season. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of Locked on Wild. Seth Topol and Alex McLeddy thanking you for making Locked on Wild part of your daily routine. All right. Roster moves. Jewel Erickson injured. Sounds like week to week, which means he could be back at some point during the first round of the playoffs. But... I don't know if you can really kind of hold your breath for that. If he comes back, that's great. But you got to find something that works on that line. So let's look at the candidates. You got Marco Rossi. You've got Sam Steele. Which way do you go? That is tough to put Marco Rossi in the top six right away in the, in, into the playoffs. Uh, Hopefully they can they can try to get him in here with in, in in the regular season maybe get him more acclimated you know uh, you know I, I think you trust Sam Steele right now at least <laughs> if it was a playoff game I, I want to see how Rossi looks in in the NHL because that's a it's a it's another big step um, so uh, yeah uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what they do um, uh, maybe playing against a team like Chicago that is. Absolutely tanking for Connor Bedard. <laughs> you can you can try Rossi there uh, and and see how it goes. You know if it goes well, then uh, obviously you can 
continue it. Um, but the way Sam Steele has been playing, how do you not give him a chance there? Uh, because every time he's actually played recently, he's done really well. So I would like to see I would like to see Sam Steele, you know, still get a, get another chance. And they've gone kind of they've one upped it because I believe against the Blues, they put. Um, Late in the game, I believe it was Freddie Goudreau went with Boldy and um, and with Marcus Johansson. Mm-hmm. And so you went that route. You throw Sam Steele in on the third line with Nyquist and with uh, Felino, and obviously Steele scored. But that's the thing is that Steele is good in these little bursts where he plays – a handful of games in a spot. Top line. He's maybe not good enough to be a full-time top line guy, but he can fill in there in a punch. He's maybe not good enough to be a second line guy, but he can fill in there in a burst. Bottom six, probably way more where he's suited, but it's just like every time he gets put back in the lineup, and Bill Guerin said this much, every time he gets put back in the lineup, he produces it's tough. It's you're in such a conundrum because you you do you do want to see Marco Rossi. He is the future. You drafted him in the top t- you know top ten pick, uh, and so it, it's tough. But the center position is the hardest position to play in the NHL. You look at the guys that he's going to be facing. It's it's a, it's incredibly hard, and so. You'd like to go with the you know uh, more more veteran player and Sam Steele there, but uh, it, it's tough. I, I I don't I don't envy the position Dean is in, and and as we know, he tends to favor the you know veteran type type of player. You know that's why Kalen Addison is not in the lineup, uh, but you do have Marco Rossi there, and I I kind of see him as like an insurance policy too, and you know if uh, if they if Dallas is the opponent and things don't go well, uh, you know, game one, uh, you know, you could put a Marco Rossi in there or have them in there to begin with. So it's, uh, you kind of, you kind of use these, the uh, last couple games as an audition. I, 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 I think that's yeah. uh, a good way to look at it. I agree. Um, obviously the biggest impact that is going to be felt in that absence is going to be defensively, particularly on the penalty kill, but also on the power play as well. And so the Wild are going to have to really shift those um, special teams units. I would imagine this means we see more of the likes of Freddie Goudreau, Brandon Duhame, Connor Dewar, all of those guys kind of filling those PK spots. But this is another reason why you go out and get a guy like Gustav Nyquist. He can slot right in uh, to that spot. We've seen Marcus Johansson get some more time on power play one. And so, as this team has all season, it's going to be next guy up to fill that spot. I mean, they they had to fill Kirill Kaprizov's shoes for crying out loud for like three weeks. Yeah, the the way the way Matt Boldy played, they would not be in this position with without the way he he played. It's just he's been on an incredible run and that chemistry between him and you know Johansson has has really paid off. You know, it, it it stinks losing you know Eric's neck, but we'll see who's the next guy to you know to take that step to 
you know, it's a giant hole, just like it was for Kaprizov. But like you said, up, you said next man up, uh, it'll be by committee, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see see what happens. Uh, you know, Eric Snack, you know, he's had an incredible season offensively, but he's so much more important defensively for this team. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I you can't just have one guy, um, you know, fill his type of role. Uh, so we'll see. I'm I'm just very uh, you know fascinated to see who who you know is willing to step up into those roles and you know especially you know if it's if it's Colorado or or Dallas you're you're gonna have McKinnon, Rantanen, uh, Dallas. You're gonna have their big line of Rupe Hints, Joe Pavelski, and uh, Mr. Uh, Jason Robertson. So it's you're not gonna it's not gonna be easy either way for sure. Um, before we talk a little bit about where Faber may slot in, uh, I did want to ask you because we've seen over the last few games, it seems like the goals allowed are starting to rise here. You have the two games against Vegas, uh, the the game against the Blues on Saturday, the game against the Penguins. Do we have any concern level as to the tandem play of uh, Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury at this point in the season or um, – are are you worried at all about what we've seen over the last like five games from these two? You know, the defense as a whole has been a little bit leaky, leakier, <laughs> but you're playing some desperate teams and desperate hockey too. Uh, so that, you know, that is amounting to, you know, what I think is happening too. And, and you have, you know, teams like the blues too, even though they're out of it, you have guys playing for contracts too. So, um, you know, it's making games you know, more intense, more, more scoring opportunities. Uh, you know, I think, you know, playoffs, you know, as we know, is it's always tighter. Um, so I, I, the way Gus, Gustafson and Flurry have been playing, you know, towards the end of the season here, I don't think there's any worries. Yeah. It's, it's a tough spot to be into because, I know Chicago. I know the um, the Avalanche have won the last two games they've played, but they had to fight to get past San Jose, and they were pretty much dead to rights to the Anaheim Ducks. And so, getting to the end of the year against teams that are playing for everything, and against teams that have nothing to play for. It gets dicey sometimes because you have a bunch of young guys that don't know any better other than to just kind of step up and do their thing, or you have teams like Pittsburgh who are potentially playing the final few games of the core that they have, like, it's it's tricky. And I'm not trying to excuse no. those types of losses. That's just kind of the, that's just the way things go sometimes. No, 100%. And uh, as my dad always says, uh you know, the players aren't tanking, you know, the, the GMs, the front office might be, but like you said, these, some of these young guys, they, they haven't had their feet wet into how, how the NHL works and uh, they want to make a really good impression. And then you have, like you mentioned too, you have a guy like Sidney Crosby that does not want to miss the playoffs at all. And so he's fighting every shift uh, to, will that penguins team into the playoffs and so yeah it's just it, it's an interesting time of the year and you gotta love it though because uh you know this is the best time of the year the drama the intensity you, you, you love it winnipeg hanging on for dear life we uh we love to see that sort of thing uh we'll talk yes. about the final 
few games of the season. We'll uh, we'll talk a little Brock Faber as well as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds. After this, and welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Thank you once again for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast as we push towards the postseason. Who's in? Who's out? Who's hanging on for dear life? Looking at you, Winnipeg Jets. Locked on NHL is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen and making us part of your daily routine. Seth Topol hanging out with Alex Micheletti. So which line would you put Brock Faber on? If we were going to get him in for a game, get somebody some rest over these last three games, who do you pair him with? That is really tough. I would love to see him with Brodeen just because that's that's what we want to see uh, in the fall. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you just want to get him in, you know, you know, put him on the third pairing, uh, you know, maybe playing with the with the John Merrill um, and give him what, like 13, 14 minutes um, and, and just kind of get his feet wet. You know, uh, it could like we talked about earlier in the episode that uh, looks like his parents are going to the game against Winnipeg. So that that gives you a good sign that he might be playing in that uh, that game. So, yeah, I, I think. Uh, the most logical would be uh, third pairing there with Boy, either a Goligoski or a Merrill. Be fun. That'd be fun to put him with Klingberg. Yeah, Klingberg. That too. Uh, elite offensive presence. Um, note for listeners: Lockdown Wild will be in attendance for the Winnipeg Jets game tomorrow. So uh, we'll have some content uh, from the XL Energy Center after the game. So make sure that you uh, stay tuned, and hopefully the Wild. Will have won, have put uh, the final nail in the uh, the coffin of the Winnipeg Jets. Although <laughs> they did win on Saturday night, so they now have that two point cushion over the Calgary Flames for the final spot in the West that nobody wants. <laughs> no, it's it's crazy, isn't it? You know, it's the the Calgary Flames. It's just it's a soap opera <sighs> with that team, and then same thing with the Jets too. It, it's another team that. Looks like it. If they don't make the playoffs, their core is going to be <laughs> completely torn apart. You have a guy like Pierre Luc Dubois who has been flirting with the uh, you know you know Montreal uh, for for a long time here, and we'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not. And so, all sorts of drama with with multiple teams, you know, right fighting for that last spot. You have a team like Nashville too who you know, traded everybody and is still fighting with, with guys that, you know, haven't played in the NHL rookies stepping up and it's just, and you see Saros doing everything again, the will, uh, will the predators to a playoff spot. It's, it's crazy. <sighs> yeah. That spot is just, <sighs> that last spot is going to be just a, <laughs> it's going to be an adventure. Um, so yeah. the wilds a hundred points right now. Two points behind Dallas, four points behind the Avalanche. Everybody has three games to play. To have a chance for the top spot in the Central, the Wilds have to win out, and they need some help. Uh, I know Colorado plays Edmonton, one of those final few games, so maybe, but it's looking it's looking at this point like barring the Wilds getting a game back, 
they will be the third seed um, in the division. Looking like they're going to be the third seed and looking like they're going to play Dallas in the first rounds, mm-hmm. which take that for take that for what you will. But um, the Wild are facing a Chicago Blackhawks team that is trying to fight to the top of the mountain for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. <laughs> so that is on the road, but that is a Chicago team that wants nothing to do with the win. You're playing the Winnipeg Jets on Tuesday. The Winnipeg Jets are desperately trying to make this as dramatic as possible uh, for that final spot. And then you're playing the Nashville Predators on the road to finish the season. Nashville also trying to make this as dramatic as possible, although that um, I believe that loss on Saturday, I believe it was the Jets that beat Nashville, so they gained that head-to-head um cushion against the Predators, but still, Nashville's fighting for that final spot. The Wild could conceivably, depending on how things go, they could conceivably knock two teams out of the playoffs in consecutive games if Calgary can kind of get things figured out. But regardless, you've got one team with nothing to play for, and then the final two games against teams that don't seem like they want to play any further. Yeah, it's it's an interesting week for sure. Uh, the 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 Blackhawks they have their fans booing for them scoring goals. <laughs> you can't make that up. Thank goodness, you know, for for Wild fans that not in that position at all. You know, this this team, you know, they're never bad enough to finish in the in the top three, but not also. Uh, you know, in this position, you know, too, where, you know, fans are just, you know, where, you know, wearing, you know, <laughs> bags over their heads and just complain, you know, it's just, it's crazy. They're, they're right there. And, you know, with, with Craig Leopold as, as the owner, they're always going to be in the playoffs. I think he's always pushing to be right at the cap max and, or, you know, doing everything they can to, to get that team to be a playoff team. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and then you get the Jets like we talked about with uh, with all their drama and our and our good uh, mem god, uh, Rick Bonus. <laughs> 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 Just, you know, wake up, babe. There's a there's a new Rick Bonus uh, mem yeah. <laughs> coming out. Let's, um, <laughs> Just, let's grab that. Love that guy. And then Nashville. Like like we said, it's uh, it's a hungry team. They they always seem to be a, just a terrible matchup for the for the Wild. You know, for whatever reason, Wild or the Predators always have the Wild number. You know, it's a completely different team now too. Yes, Rick Bonus, there it the is. Mem, mem God. <laughs> we we love we love a Rick Bonus <laughs> Mem. <laughs> it's it's the best. So this is this is what uh, this is the week of the Central Division collision as. Uh, Kevin Fallness has has trademarked. Uh, hi so. Kevin. Yes, hi Kevin. We love Kevin. So, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Jack. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a heck of a week for sure. Um, let's do this. I I want to put us on the spot because let's let's do a couple of things here. What do you think the Wilds' record will be over these final three games? Because I want to. I want to do a comparison to where the Wild were last year, mm-hmm. given what we think 
will happen. So three and oh, two and one, one and two, some combination of the uh, of those numbers. Uh, what do you think for the final three? Yeah, I like a two and one. Uh, I think they can beat Chicago, obviously, and I think just with how depleted Nashville is, I think they they have Nashville's uh, number there. I, I think you know they they lose a close. I, I think I'll I'll say a shootout loss against uh, Winnipeg. I, I just think this Winnipeg team is going to be the one to to make that final spot. I like I like their I like their goalie better than Markstrom. You know, Hellebuck is. You know, say what you want about the rest of his team. He continues to just, you know, plug away, even with all the drama that they have. Uh, you know, he's a phenomenal goalie. He's right there um, as right at the top for, for Vesna for sure. I am going to say two and one as well. Here's so I think they'll win Monday, Tuesday. Okay. I think then at that point, they'll call off the dogs sure. for Thursday's game against Nashville. You don't want to you don't want to get anybody hurt in that game before the postseason starts. I think they'll use that as a little bit of a rest period. And so that'll be the one that they lose. And so my point being mm-hmm. is that this wild team's going to finish likely with 104 points on the season after 113 last year. Two more wins would get them to 47 after 53 last year. And so it, it is amazing, considering how portions of this season have gone, that the difference was six wins. Yeah, it's just just crazy, right? <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've talked about in previous episodes, just player players only meetings. You you lose your your best player, Kirill Kaprizov. You know, and you lose another guy in Joel Eriksson-Eck, and all the defensive issues that this team has had. It's it's incredible. You know, they've uh, uh, they've found a way, uh, right? They've they've Wrote, they've rode the wave. You know, there's been so many ups and downs, and they're here. They're in the playoffs. All you can ask for is to get in the playoffs, and you know, you know, everybody has a chance. Then, you know, those, you know, those 16 teams, you know, anybody can win it at at that point. Um, and so it's been been incredible. It's been a lot of fun. You know, there there's been a lot of drama too with this wild team, but they've made it interesting and that's all you can ask for too. Yeah, most definitely just, just an opportunity. And I think as amazing as it is to say, considering what happened last year, this <laughs> team is better suited for a postseason series this year than they were last year. But if this team goes and does what happened last year and loses in the first round, then it's, it's no different. It's no different if you score 315 goals or 115 goals. If you don't collect those W's in the postseason, then it's it's just an L. It it would be such a relief for this franchise to finally get out of the first round. Uh, I think the know. state of Minnesota collectively would appreciate a postseason series win. That would make this season a success. It, just getting out of the first round, uh, I 100% agree with you. You know, West Seventh would go bananas for a series win. They'll take it whatever way they can get it. A sweep, uh, Game Seven. <laughs> we hope it doesn't have to involve a Game Seven just because the nerves are just. We've we've seen it with this franchise a couple you know uh, postseasons in the past, and so it's just like 
Get get the four wins. <laughs> get it early if you can. Yeah, just just give us just give us something. I mean, Vikings, Timberwolves, Twins. It's it's been it, it's been several minutes since anybody has had any sort of. I mean, the Twins are like zero for eight, zero and eighteen in their last eighteen postseason games. Yeah, I mean, we were. I think we were probably in, in, in middle school, <laughs> and that's <laughs> that is that is crazy to think about. Uh, I, I, it's what a what a what a losing streak that is, and so. Yeah, give give some hope, especially after a tough weekend uh, for the Gophers losing in the national championship, where they had had that two zero lead and, and, and uh, it ended in epic uh, uh, defeat there um, in overtime. So hopefully, hopefully the Wild can bring some positivity for sure. Yeah, I just I wonder how many Gopher fans even were in their seats to be able to see it. Ten seconds into overtime, people are probably still in line. Right, you're coming coming back from the bathroom and the game's already over. You just you, you, it's that Simpsons uh, me, uh, meme or gif where uh, the guy walks in the door and then back out the door. Yeah, just yeah. So whoop <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully the boys can uh, bring some some good good vibes here to the state. We'll have a full playoff preview for you. Several of them, in fact. Um, we'll have one that's kind of a head-to-head with whoever the Wild end up playing. We've got our full Locked on Wild panel locked in for another one. We'll get Kevin Gorgon as well. Um, we, we got a lot going on for you next week. Depending on who the Wild end up playing, we don't know yet. Um, here's the final one. That second wild card spot, Winnipeg, Calgary, or Nashville, who wins it? I, I think Winnipeg. I trust I trust Connor Hellebuck to get them there. I, after after the shenanigans that Jacob Markstrom has pulled recently, I, I just I, I and Daryl Sutter, I just can't I can't see it. And I just think Nashville is too banged up. You know, they still don't have Forsberg. It, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, I just don't think they have the horses to to try to leapfrog the other two teams. Winnipeg plays at Colorado to finish their season. Nashville hosts the Wild. The Calgary Flames on the final day of the regular season, they will be taking on the San Jose Sharks, which is why I am predicting that the Calgary Flames will end up taking that second wild card spot in an epic meltdown by not only the Winnipeg Jets, but also the Nashville Predators. So, We'll see what happens. Uh, a lot can change between now and then. We are down to the final three games of the season. So everyone, please enjoy the uh, the final bit of the regular season. Then take the weekend to kind of reassess, refuel, and get ready to roll because postseason starts next week. And uh, as mentioned, Locked on Wild will have you fully covered every step of the way from the start of the series to the end of the run. We've got you covered with new content here at Lockdown Wild. So take this opportunity, if you haven't already, to subscribe and follow Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platforms. Hit us up on YouTube. Flood that comment section so we can get some good uh, wild chatter going on uh, with each one of our episodes. Also make sure to follow us on social media so you don't miss out on any content throughout the week. We've got new episodes plus pre- and post-game content every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.